Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Uh, welcome to FM 99 of the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. How's it going? We got a big episode for you today. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. So we'll go through the stuff and then we'll get right to what we got to do. Okay, deal, deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go through our business right away. Uh, man, let's go ahead and get that out of the way now. Again, FM99 of the Fox. Go to FM99.com, 1069thefox.com, and you can write under the media tab, find ESPR. That's how you find the links to our most recent episodes, which you can find on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling and go ahead and give uh, that subscribe button a click. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it. Tell your friends. Tell what? Tell, tell a friend. Tell, tell a wrestler. Um, and uh, you can also interact with us lots of different ways. Facebook.com slash uh, ESPR99 on Twitter at ESPR99 or email us ESPR at FM99.com. Um, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's been a week. Uh, I, I've, yeah. I've had not much that I've lo- really looked forward to doing, um, no. but at least today gets to be fun. Yes. Yes. Because we, we have something that we were uh, kind of alluded to last week that we're going to be doing. And uh, so it's happening tonight. So what, what's for the first time, well, let's jump to we we have a guest on the show live over the video chat. We we've done it a number of times with uh there he is. <laughs> uh Chris Hollyfield, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. Thank you. Uh hey, you you at home uh, watching you mm-hmm. may you might remember him more as uh you might remember him previously as as it says on the screen, little boogeyman. Uh he was also little Booker T. Uh but Chris Hollyfield has done a lot of stuff, including those things. And we're going to talk to him about a bunch of that here tonight. I want real quick. You told us this off the air, but I have to say, it, I, for the for the listeners, I have to say it again. <laughs> it's Hollyfield, not Holyfield. Correct. Correct. And uh, I will explain that. Yeah. I will. I will repeat that. Okay. Um, no disrespect from Evander Holyfield, but the difference between Holyfield and Hollyfield. One, I got two L's. Right. <laughs> and I never had my ear bit off, but I had my ear nibbled on. <laughs> Two, Holyfield's been knocked out, and he's had his ear bit off. <laughs> Nibbled and bitten is two different things Very because <laughs> I'm sure you two have had your ears nibbled on one time or another. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a family show, so we, we don't yeah. tell those stories, but the. <laughs> Oh uh, no! You're fine, man. You're, you're fine. fine. You're good. You're good. We goof around all the time. It's totally okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Air of Ross over guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit, I, I, Dave? Unless you wanted, you had something you wanted to ask right off the bat. You seemed like you had an idea of where you wanted to take this right away. Um, I, I know. Well, Chris, I know you got a uh, tour that that is coming up. I know with curtain events going on, some things have been delayed. Um, but uh, but what do you, you got a program that you've been a part of for a long time? Uh, yes, the bullying program. Yes, I, I've, I've been. Oh man, uh, I've been speaking um, around the country for twenty years now. Wow! Uh, I, I started in nineteen twenty. Um, nineteen twenty. <laughs> in in two thousand. <laughs> hey, that's that's that corona that coronavirus <laughs> got me cuckoo. I don't know what day it is. Don't know what birthday. I don't know how old I am no more. I don't know anything. No, but uh, I started 20 years ago. And um, and after the fact of um, uh, Columbine in 1999, <clears throat> excuse me, I just felt that I had a, a voice 
and I had a presence that I could use being that I was born with dwarfism and some of the situations that I had to walk through and I, and then I end up becoming a, a, a WWE wrestler. I was, you know, and this is after the fact that I became a wrestler, but um, I was in the wrestling business when I first started, but I wasn't, um, nobody didn't know who I was. I was just right. an independent wrestler trying to make it. And, um, but the anti-bullying thing really mm -hmm. touched me. And um, when it touched me, I was like, wow, man, I can't believe this happened. And I said, I, you know, I, I feel I can do something to make some changes, you know, and that was just my thought, you know, because I wear my heart on my sleeve and, you know, the rest is history. And here today, up until February of this year, I haven't spoken due to the coronavirus, but uh, I've traveled Canada. I've traveled all over the U.S. And um, it, I'm, I'm having fun. I, at least I was having fun. I'm not having fun now, you know, but I was, right. I was having a lot of fun because I was changing a lot of lives. And, and when you walk into a room and you see people glow and, and you see kids say, oh, wow, and the eyes get all big. And then I point, I point at him, look at him, and I'd be like this, you know. And he's like, he's gonna call me. No, not really, but <laughs> I just want you to acknowledge that I see you looking at me, and I'm looking at you. And you know, and when you when you know somebody's looking at you, and they give you that look, you can feel it through your body. Yeah. And and I try to make people feel that kind of way. Understandably so. When when you got started, did, did you have instances that you you know were bullied, or did you see it happen that kind of inspired you to become a speaker? I, I, I remember some. You know, I didn't like being called midget. You know, and and obviously having dwarfism, that word um, was prominent when people saw you. Like, oh, you know, people walk up to you and say, "Hey, you're a midget, right?" Like, no, I'm Chuck. <laughs> you know, but people would literally come up to you and just bluntly just say, you know, say that to you. And then uh, it was a few, you know, a few times uh, as a kid walking in the mall and out with my parents and kids uh, taunting me and stuff like that. And I mean, just straight out taunting me. And, you know, just a couple things that went on that happened in my life. And I said, well, and then when I saw things happen to other people, you know, and I was like, wow, man, you know, Chris, you got to say something. You got to say something, you know, and it was just it was just one of those things that I felt that I needed to to go out and, and reach as many people as possible. And that's what I did. And, you know, and I was doing this, like I said, uh, way before I got my wrestler name, you know, right. way, 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 way before, because <clears throat> I wasn't even interested in wrestling when I was a little uh, when I was a little boogeyman. I wasn't even interested. I, 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 I was 40 years old at the time. You know, wow. I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to be like a lot of my heroes that, that wrestled. I wasn't trying to be like that. I wasn't trying to be 200 years old and still trying to jump off the top rope. Right. <laughs> you know, just like, because there's a time that I guess you, it's time to go. Right. You know, and, 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 and what happens when they don't leave, it takes away from the young bucks, from them to, to build their chance of being – Get gain gaining that stardom because the old the old heads don't want to see you that you're nobody in their eyes beat them 
on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. They don't they don't want that. It, it, so I think it takes away to to let the business recycle. Does that make sense? You know, if, yeah. it, it can right. it can re- it can recycle a lot faster if because uh, if you make the old heads stars forever. And it's like, wow, man, okay, you're as old as Jesus now. So, like, when does this change? You know, we have to, we have, because if we don't, then it's, it's like you start to lose uh, that flair about the whole or whole wrestling organization because you're like saying, at, at 65, you can still do these things. No, a 28 year old guy, on average, go up to a 65 year old, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna knock the brakes off of him. So like, why do you like keep reiterating that same old, hey guy, you're a Hall of Famer, put it to rest. Be a commentator. Oh. Go, shoot, go shoot commercials. I mean, there, there's a, there's a, there's, there's a. Time. It sounds sounds like some recent Raw episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um. So I wanted to ask you. You bring up your wrestling background. What? Yes. How, how did the wrestling get started? Like, what made you decide? You know what? This is what I wanted. This is something I'm interested. In. This is something I want to pursue. How did that? How did that get into your head? And, and did the fact that you were born with dwarfism did that play any role in like you? Did it make you doubt yourself going into it? Was it harder to find a place to to learn? You know, I I, I, t- I give you the story. I was um, I wrestled in high school. I was good. Right. I was good. I wrestled hundred pound weight class. I was a, I was a beast. I was a beast. And I'm not bragging. It's the truth. I was bragging <laughs> if it's true. No, uh, no. I wrestled in high school, and it was my uh, it was in my junior year, going into my senior year. I was reading a wrestling magazine, and they, they featured a story. Not often they do this on the little guys. They were talking about Little Beaver, Haiti uh, Kid, uh. uh, uh <clears throat> Haiti kid. Um, who else? Haiti kid. Are you Cowboy, yeah. Cowboy yeah. Lane. Yeah. Uh, Little Mr. Uh, Little Tokyo. Uh, Little Tokyo. All those guys. Lord Littlebrook. So I, I was I was I was reading because that's who I trained with, Lord Littlebrook. So oh, I was wow. reading. I was reading um, the magazine, and I was looking, and when I saw Haiti kid. I knew there was hope because, you know, he's an African-American wrestler. I said, oh, and then, you know, and this is, I mean, I'm straight fresh out of, you know, I'm a fresh uh, at a junior, um, a junior going to be a senior. I, I've been on the, I've been on the weights and everything. I'm like, oh, I said, I'm doing this. After I crushed my senior year, I'm going into pro wrestling. So after my high, after high school wrestling was over with a rival high school, a rival high school called my coach and says, Hey, tell Chris to come on down to our gym tonight. We're doing a fundraiser with Florida championship wrestling. Oh, and um, they had uh, Don Miller was the, the scout, the promoter for the, you know, Florida uh, territory. So um, I got the opportunity. I got down there. I met Don Miller. Oh. And uh, he uh, gave me the number to Lord Littlebrook. He called Lord Littlebrook. He says, hey, Littlebrook, uh, I got a guy for you. He's on the phone. His name is Chris Hollyfield. Uh, he's going to be in touch with you. He's here tonight with us. Um, 
in Florida watching a wrestling match, but I'm going to give him all your information. And he go, okay, brother, you know, wrestling. Okay, brother. Okay, brother. I, I'm a, okay, brother. You take care of brother. Okay, brother. So, all right, brother. <laughs> so we, uh, um, I went and watched the match and everything. And matter of fact, that night that I watched it, um, uh, that was Lex. Lex was on this tour on his independent, you know, Lex was just coming out. Oh, wow. This is, yeah, this is in 86. Lex was just coming out. And, uh, so he was doing his little independent rounds, trying to, you know, so he was because it wasn't going to take much for him to, you know, get to that next level because he was already, you know, okay. Lex Luke. Yeah, he's already there. So um, from that point on, I went to I went to a junior college for a semester and then I left to go out to um, St. Joe, Missouri and train with uh, Lord Littlebrook. OK. So when you started doing that, you said you wrestled around the independence, you were trying to make it and stuff like that. Did you find that you, I mean, were you treated, did the boys, you know, cause we all know how, especially old school locker rooms, you know, we understand there's a, there's a lot of hazing. There's a lot of people. I got a story for you. I'm, I sure, story I'm sure you do. It's, it's kind of what I was going for. So let me have it. <laughs> so it was, uh, Rufus R. Jones and, um, he was with the antics of, I'll put it like this. Oh, you're just the right height. And you let your imagination, you know, roll. If I'm a little person, you're taller than me. And you say you're just the right height. Uh, that's, you know, that's not something that uh, I'm feeling, especially as a man. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. I'm not even laughing at that. Right. You know, and, and, and I was like, and I asked one of the other wrestlers, other little guy wrestlers, uh, bad boy Brown. I said, is this what it is? Is this how this works, man? I said, because, you know, we're not talking about, there's no women in this locker room and we're talking about antics that like, just, I'm just not, I'm not down with at all. I say, cause you know, n normally those type of antics back home, you know, they get your head bust wide open. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you, you, you get hurt, you know, playing with those type of scenarios and, um, that was like the only hazing that I that I would say that I went through. It's just the the whole night he kept riding that, kept riding that, you know. And, and I was like, God, man, I said, yo, I don't like this dude. And but other than that, um, throughout my wrestling career, I probably had I had one argument, and that's uh, with um, was. Hollywood, Holly, Crash Holly, or what? Um, Crash Holly. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, or, or, yeah, yeah. Um, had one run in with him, but it wasn't even a big boogeyman and I were kind of going over some stuff. This was at WrestleMania. He was, uh, kind of, him and I had a little, our differences of going over some stuff. You know, he was like, Cause he always had to paint my face and I know he was agitated from that. I know he didn't like doing that. You know, he didn't like, he didn't, he didn't like doing that. Cause, and you know, he was like, well, you should learn how to paint your own face. Well, I just, I mean, you, he has a craft for that, you know, right. cause uh, majority of the people that ever painted my face after him came nowhere near. I mean, he just had, you know, it was a 100% skill that he had versus anybody else that ever painted my face. 
Right. And so with, with that being said, that was the only two situations that I, I, I dealt with, you know, as far as uh, like the hazing aspect of it. But, you know, um, the guys that were like, would rip me a little bit. Uh, Orton, Randy Orton, he would always like, yo, Boogie, I like that shirt. What size is it? And I said, it's my size. It, it's, it's my size. <laughs> I said it's my size. That's a good he, says, he says, "No, no, no. What size?" And I said, "It's my size." And he would take this shirt and he's and he says, "And you do the you know fat man in uh the little in the coat. little in the little coat." He'd do that. I said, "Hey, hey, Randy, that, that I paid a little bit for that shirt, man." Well, I said, "Your bicep is just going to rip my whole shirt. How about you take it off? Here, let's bring it in. <laughs> take the shirt off. You know, so." Uh, Randy was Randy was always cool and um, you know like Batista he was he was cool with me he's like hey man you know he's he like hey that's sharp, sharp I like I like that shirt man it's sharp 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 like, I see I see you know he was cool um, yeah Ric Flair at WrestleMania twenty was that WrestleMania twenty three yeah it was in WrestleMania twenty three Ric Flair called me to the bar and uh, and uh, he said little boogie. Come on, have a drink, man. Woo! You know he did his little woo and everything, and uh, that that was a, that's one of the that's probably one of the biggest highlight, one of my highlights because you know how jet setting, how, how jet setting, alligator shoe wearing, Rolex diamond wearing to <laughs> to to, to stealing son of a gun, and to ask you to come over and have a drink with him. That I mean, you, you're like, yeah. I, I was watching you, man. I was watching you. You know, I'm, I'm sitting up there in my to myself saying, man, I was watching this cat. And then, uh, you know, Lord behold, he called me over um, at WrestleMania. He says, hey, <laughs> come on, get you a drink, man. What you drinking? And I said, uh, I, I'm, I'm drinking Cabossier. And he and he says, Cabossier, woo, get him whatever he wants. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was good times. It was good times. When you, when you get the call the first time to do um, Booker T or little Booker T, I, I think it was like 2001. Where were you wrestling at the time? And, and like, did you, when you got the call, did you, you know, think it was a real call? Did you think you were being pranked or, you know, what, what went no, down? When, when I got that call and it was like, Hey, um, cause I was actually watching wrestling, you know, I was watching it. So I was like, I was like, oh wow, little Booker T, man, that I I I play him, I you know I, I said I'll, I'll take that gimmick, I'll right. take that gimmick. I said because normally he comes out the locker room with some dress slacks on, he he doesn't have a shirt on yet, or he might be halfway buttoned up, and you know with some chains on, and he's you know Tony Schiavone, you know, or telling whoever at the time was commentating. Um, you know, you tell him hey, what, 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 how you felt. So I said, yeah, okay, I take that gimmick. I said, oh, man, I, I, I take that all day. So got the call, flew out to Sacramento, and um, we we rehearsed and we was going through our, you know, we went over the storyline, and you know, and obviously, if you see, if you go back, I worked with The Rock in the ring, yeah, and that, yeah, and that, and that was an honor. <clears throat> Excuse me, you know, the funny thing about that there's two funny things about that when we when they told me to go into the rock's room you know because rock had his own room 
and we were going over the match. Pat Patterson was uh, was like, hey, we want to get the high spot. And I don't know if you guys, how far back y'all go and watch wrestling, yeah. but the high spot for little people were like going underneath the legs, bite them right. on the bum, and do the little silly, you know, round and round and round the thing go. And, oh, that's he, 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 ha, ha, that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, that was the best. It was hilarious. Uh, nah, it, you know, it was, nah. I never liked it. I, I never liked it because I wanted to be seen more serious, you know, than than he he ha ha. Because if we would have been seen more serious, I think from the start, we would have had a better career and more longevity. We we were we brought we were brought in like for um from for he he ha ha. So it was comic never uh, yeah, comic, and it never really got to see the the value of of a little person wrestler. Like hey, they can wrestle. And they can also talk. I can talk with the best of them, but I never got that opportunity, you know. So I had to, like, you know, you just you didn't say anything, you know. You you just never had no mic time to show your mouthpiece skills. So you know, it really that's where I was up and down with wrestling. But with the Booker T, um, we were in the room, we were talking, and Pat Patterson asked about if I could do. Spinner Uh no, no. He no. he wanted to know if I could do the the the, the biting on the bum, and uh, oh. and, and Dwayne the, the Rock was like pissed. He was pissed, and he went through his little spiel, and you could see on his face that I'm not playing right now. And he says, "I'm not gonna make a mockery out of him nor myself. We're gonna make sure this it's gonna be a good match. We're gonna put this together. And if anybody has a problem with that, you tell them to come see Dwayne. And when he said that. My whole body on the inside, my essence on the inside was like this. <laughs> but my essence on the outside was like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just, don't tell me he just said that. <laughs> tell me he didn't just say that. <laughs> so I was like, <clears throat> I was like, yes, yes. And then. You know, and I, and I was high-fiving myself on the inside, like, yeah. I said, I would point, like, yeah, what y'all think? Yeah, yeah, you know, I was I was all excited because I just liked the way The Rock handled that, and that, that never happened in our, in our match. And what I do regret is that I had my little wind-up, because, you know, we're going way back. We're going to 2000, 2001. I had my little Kodak wind-up. <laughs> <laughs> in my pocket and and I was waiting for that moment to be able to bring it out, you know, and be like, Hey rock, what's going on, man? Can we get this? It was just too much going on. And that, that, that camera, if we would have just had camera, camera phones, then yeah. it would have, you know, because it would have just been like, Hey rock, can I get a quick one real quick and click, click selfie. But, they're pulling that out. They're going over there and posing and doing all of this stuff and making sure you're winding it up. Make sure the flash is on. That's too much. That's too much. And right. I didn't want to ask him that because I didn't want him to think that I was marking up. Right. And he's like, yo, I just <laughs> saved you over here. I just saved you over here, dude. You know, be happy. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> go sit down now. Don't, you know, it's not a two for one here. It's not a two for one. <laughs> you know, I, I, I took care of you. Go sit down. So, I didn't get a chance to get a picture with The Rock, but um, afterwards, Booker T came and he said, yo, come over here, man. You killed it. 
<laughs> you killed the president. He said, boom. And she now when he said it like that, and he was all he was more hyped than I was. Guess what? We walked right into that photo. I said, Hey Booker T, you don't mind, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so what what was the, as far as that that whole thing, like I gotta ask, what was your because I remember, I remember watching it. I remember seeing you out there with the rock. You talking. You end up doing the spin of Rooney. Which, by the way, did you have to get taught to do that, or did you just figure it out? That was the first time. It was first, your first time. time you ever did the spin of Rooney. Wow. You did really good. One one hit wonder. I said, uh, wonder, man. I, I said I don't want to do it now because if, if I do it now, in front of uh, what's going to happen is if I don't do it right, I'm gonna I'm gonna choke up out there, and then right. I got eighteen I got eighteen thousand out there. And I, and I said, I perform better when I see all these people anyway. And so it was like, boom. Oh, you nailed it. Yeah. And, nailed it. and then so it was like, yeah. And, and it uh, for it too. That was great. It popped. It popped. And um, and I, I, I thought from right there that um, I was going to uh, be called back. And But it was, uh, it was a one-night stand. Hey, one but, night but, stand. A, but a great one night. I mean, you got to oh, do yeah. the people's elbow. You got to uh, do the spin rooney And, and you, got, you yeah. got mic time, but you got to say sucker a couple of times. It was yeah, great. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I missed a couple of lines in the in the fact. If you go back and watch it, and The Rock kind of hesitated for a minute because there were some other things I was supposed to say, but I got nervous and I forgot, like, oh, well. And so I just said sucker again, you know. <laughs> but I, 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 had a, I had a couple of lines, but uh, – yeah, I, I I forgot my lines, but I made sure I got sucker, you know, got that in there to to take the place. And then the Rock, his expertise and his skill set, he just went on and made it look like, oh, okay, no yeah. no worries, nobody if, knows. But if there's one person that it's okay to forget something around, it's probably him because more than enough, he can fill the time. Yes, he can. Yes, He's he can. Fantastic at that. Yes. So what, yes. What, what happened in the meantime? So, so you had the one stand there, and then it's I guess like six years or so before you uh, come back to WWE as little boogeyman. Were you yeah. wrestling at the time? Did they call you at home and said, "Hey, we got this idea"? You, you know, they they called me. Um, they called me three days before uh, my family and I were opening up a group home for at-risk kids. Three days. Wow. Three days, three days before, um, we were just got a contract to open up a group home for uh, at-risk juveniles. So you know, I was I was doing other things. My mind was not even uh, not even on wrestling because I was actually forty at that time. I was actually forty years old. So I'm like, you know, you, you there's you know, you got to start thinking about different something different. You know, uh, that's like you know the guys are like, hey, I'm gonna play semi-pro football, dude. You're forty years old. <laughs> and, and they don't, it's not like, you know, it's an NFL team calling you back and you got a chance to get another check. No, we're talking about semi-pro. You got a chance to get your neck broke and don't, and, and can't go to work. Cause workman's comp ain't going to cover that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, um, I got a call and I did think that was a prank call when I did get, when I get that, when I got that call, because I wasn't watching wrestling at all. I mean, uh -huh. literally. I wasn't paying no mind to it. I couldn't tell you who was in what or who was doing what because when they called me, I was like, um, they said, we'd like for you to, is this Chris Hollyfield? Yeah. We'd like for you to play, um, you know, Lil Booker T. We'd like to, I'm not Lil Booker T. We'd like to bring you in as Lil Boogie Man. And I was like, Lil Boogie Man. <laughs> and I was like, 
and I and, and honestly, I was like, uh, I don't think I like that character. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not feeling this. You know, I'm just not feeling it. You know, not to them, but on the phone to me in my brain, I'm saying I'm not feeling this because I said, you know what, my character is over with before it even starts. Because anything that says boogeyman, or you know, or anything of that caliber, it's like you're you're already done. You know, it's 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 like you're gonna be short lived. And I was like, oh man. So I went on and looked on the on the page, on the web page. As we're talking, I'm on the laptop looking, and I yeah. was like, my, I'm happy you called me, but I'm like this. <laughs> but I'm I'm saying, um, he says, well, it's just a one time. One time, if they like you, you might stay around. And I'm like, sure, okay, uh, yeah, you know, because it was because I was just thinking like, oh man, if this guy was a a character, because it wasn't like Kane or Undertaker where mm -hmm. they're like kind of monstrous, so the Walking Dead, whatever, Dead Man Walking, but they their gimmicks is so strong that. You know, it was gonna repeat, repeat, repeat. Little boogeyman, you, you, when, when I even thought about that, and I saw Big Boogie, I saw the character. I just didn't feel that it had any go-go juice behind it. It was like this don't look like no mojo behind this because it's like one, we can never talk about our other opponent, right? So it, it's never gonna be back and forth. And hey, can you tell us what happened last night in Chicago? Mm. <laughs> you know, you, 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 so I was just like, wow, man, this is. Uh. So I said, you know what? Ride the wave. Right. Ride the wave. And I went in there and I did my thing, put the worms in the mouth, everything. We was in Seattle the first, first night I came out. Uh, it popped heavy. It popped heavy, heavy, heavy. It went over and then it just reoccurred. You know, for that time being, and it just kept reoccurring, reoccurring, and then we was at No Way Out, um, in the Staples Center, and uh, I just rode the wave. But I knew every I, I was always waiting on that call where they weren't going to call you no more, or that call to say, "Hey, you're done." You know, I was anticipated that the whole time, and that's not the that's not my mentality. But I had no wrestling at that. You got to think about it. I went into it at 19. And if you didn't know anything about it by the time you were 40, when they called you, you had to understand that, like, hey, look at your gimmick. Look at your gimmick. Because if we if if we didn't have Hornswoggle and Fit Finley, if we didn't go back and forth all those times, because you, you got to think about it, it's like we were trying to recreate recreate matches and stuff like that. And it was almost the same, you know, same thing almost. And then they then they had to do uh we had to do individual matches, me and Hornswoggle, you know, mm -hmm. to keep because what else are we gonna do? We're, we're you know, we I know uh Boogie and I did um, a match with uh Steven Regal and uh and Kane. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, wow. we did a we did a we did a match like that. We did a um did Mark Henry and Boogie did a match and then I was actually I came out and then Mark Henry 
you know, squashed a uh, boogie. And then he saw me. I was on hanging on the apron. He, he kicked me. Boom, I fall, I fall down on the apron and powder out and everything. And then he, uh, after he, he smashes uh, big, big bugs, he looks over at me, drags me by my arm, picks me up, bear hugs me. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. and then uh, picks me up, boom, slams me. And then um, he's getting ready to walk out of the ring, puts one foot out. He turns around, felt like saying enough. So he came back in the ring, went against the ropes, oh. smashed <laughs> me. Man. So that was that. They took me out on a little gurney. <laughs> like, a, like a little <laughs> like a cookie sheet almost they brought a little gurney out and I actually thought that was my signature of see you later guys Right. and uh, I uh, um, I, I still stuck around after that and uh, what happened was um, when they did the uh, the draft and I didn't get I didn't get drafted. But Boogie went over to uh, ECW. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. This, and this is right before EC, they pretty much got rid of ECW. Um, or right after, you know, not much after yeah. the draft with ECW. So when that happened, that was pretty much like, uh, bye bye, you're done. And I was I was done. You know, right. I I didn't stay much longer after that, and uh, and I knew that was coming. Right. I, I I knew that was coming, especially when one of the guys came up to me. I can't remember who, and they said, "Oh, you're oh you're still here." Like, oh wow, thanks. So I, I you know because um, normally when you get almost killed off like that, you know from the from the show in Orlando and at the Amway Center, I I figured that was uh, was it. And actually, when I got uh, smashed out by uh, Mark Henry just a few days later, the following week, that's when Chris Benoit took his life. Mm. Yeah, because I, I actually I actually spoke to Chris Benoit and because he asked me, he says, he asked me, he said, hey, Books, um, what, um, how do you chest out, chastise, chastise kids? Because, you know, he had his, his son yeah. that, you know, I don't. I didn't know much about his son, but I think he might have had. Uh, he might have ran under the radar of a little bit of uh, autism or something. You know, I, right. there was something that I don't uh, know exactly. His son's condition. Yeah. I met. I saw his son one time, but um, but I didn't know. You know the full details. But he asked me. He says, "What do you do?" I said, "Well, you know, with the kids I'm dealing with at the group home." You know, I just try to talk to them and, you know, and tell them, you know, what they got to deal with, with the consequences of either you want to straighten your act up or you stay, you want to stay the child that you are. But as you get older, the consequences get worse. And we had that little conversation and Lord behold, God bless um, that, that following week, he didn't, he didn't show up, you know, so that's, it's, uh, you know, in, 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 from from me to you guys or just the whole wrestling world, it's it's one of those things that you either become an entertainer or you become a wrestler. And 
And the best thing to do is my opinion. And people can say whatever they want, however they want to feel about this. It's like, be that entertainer. Don't be that wrestler. Because if you really go into the history of wrestlers, what do we have? We, <laughs> we have a lot of tragic situations. Right. You know, versus the entertainer. Oh man, that's you. That was that was godly Moses. That was heavy. You dropped on us all of a sudden about talking to Chris just shortly before. Yeah, all that. yeah. I was, uh, you know, you never. And this is the thing. This is why you know it's so cool to talk with somebody like you who's had all this experience in life. You never know who they've crossed paths with. Yeah. You know, uh, which which leads you down certain roads. Um, you know, you you did the anti bullying thing. You got a, a, you wrote a book in uh, 2018, I think. Uh, yes. That's a short story. Yes, big massive short story. And um, what happened with that book and um, um, it's a little sad. Uh, What happened? I wrote the book and the day my first set of books came in, Mm -hmm. my mom had an aneurysm. Oh man. And and she didn't make it. And, 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 that's the same day my books came in. So wow. I I just never pushed it really because I was, you know, and still I go through it now because she was that was my queen. You know, that she, you know, that was my queen. So um I didn't get to celebrate the book as you would. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna re-push it now because I'm getting, you know, you know, a little normacy. Now, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, uh, the the same day my books came in, same day I was on, I was on, I was, I was on tour, and I got a phone call that I had to turn around, and I was uh, I was on tour in Houston, so I had to fly back. Um, I, I took off one that morning, and I had to fly back, and I got back back to Florida about one in the morning, mm-hmm. and went to the emergency, you know, the ICU. And uh, yeah, so you know, it it was one of those things, man. That I didn't get to. She knew about it, but I didn't get to, you know, like share because you know of the circumstances of what took place. So, you know, it's 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 it, it's uh it's wicked, you know. And it's yeah. you just you don't know, but you try to. Um, I guess in in hindsight, you really try to do do right by people, you know. At the end of the day. You know, so uh, they have minimum things to say about you because some of the people that do say bad things about you, they just was haters anyway. So, you know, you just try to, you know, uh, minimize uh, the negativity that you throw at people, should, you know, should you say, you know, and, and I try to, I try to, I try to live as best way I can to that. I really do. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, I, that's a commendable way to live your life. Um, and as, like you said, you didn't get to celebrate the book at the time, but you have the chance now and everything. I was looking up some reviews yeah. for it online. Uh, the reviews about the book were glowing. I saw people talking yeah. about what an inspirational story it is and, and you know, it, it, how everybody seems to, to have enjoyed the book that's read it. So, uh, I mean, despite the fact that it's a couple years later, that doesn't, that doesn't in any way diminish the quality of the message in the book. Right. Right. And, and it wasn't like a big push when it, when it came out, cause you know, everything that, everything that happened, you know, so, and, and it's like, and being self-published, you know, you can push it however you want to push it because, um, 
if um, if I didn't know you guys and you didn't know get the history about me, you wouldn't have known about it. But for you guys, it's new because you didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know, You're so right. If you never had it, it's it's, it's still new. You yeah. know. And for the record, so, yeah. if people are interested, it is available. You can find it online, like Amazon and all those places. It's yeah. available online. Go yes. go. I don't know. Oh, and, and I have put that uh, the link to the book in the comments as well below. So good. Okay. So anybody watching it on their uh, multiple Facebook pages right now or uh, or Twitter, uh, that link will be in there. Uh, we did get a, a listener question, uh, or I should say, a viewer question. By the way, before the show, uh, this was from uh, Steve from Virginia Beach. But what was it like eating worms for the first time? <laughs> oh, great question! Great question. Um, when I put the worms in my mouth. Uh, there was no rehearsal to that neither. I ah. said, no, nah, I'm not doing no rehearsal because I don't want to have second thoughts. So <laughs> they were nice and cool on ice. They were on, they were sitting, they were sitting uh, in my bag, in my, my little pouch, sitting on ice. So they were nice and cool. I said, oh, okay. You know, like I'm going to eat them. I said, oh, okay. Like, yeah, this is delicate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I went out there and I just put a handful of them in my mouth. And then I said, oh, that's right. And I said, I said, don't, 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 hey, don't worry about it in my brain. Don't worry about it. You're on national television. It's about to pop. Just do what you keep doing. Let your tongue do the work. Let, let your tongue do the work. So I had my tongue just pushing them over to the left, pushing oh. them over to the right. Uh. And then. And and they, and they were going wild too. They were all oh, in your mouth. Uh, they were they, they were moving around like, "Hey, get me out of here! Get me out of here!" So uh, I, I succeeded on not swallowing any that night. Um, I did uh, over the time of the period of time, um, not that particular night, but over the time, I did bite into uh, some of them because sometimes we didn't get the good ones. And then you, you're asking like, "What are the good worms?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The bigger they are, the better they are because you can control them. When they okay. when you get these little small ones, they, they get the sizzling around, and uh, you. <laughs> oh, I think I've been into one. <laughs> so, so like, so I know people probably like saying, uh, "Dude, what do you mean by the good ones?" But well, the the bigger the the bigger the better, really. Um, so those small worms are just. You didn't want them to get lost, you know, in, in between, uh, you know, like you get meat stuck in your teeth in the back. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like he's just trying to do this to get me is what he's trying to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I almost bought some gummy worms for the interview. I was going to take a handful, but I wasn't, you know. <laughs> I'll do gummy. I'm not going to do the real thing. When I go to schools and kids always ask me that, hey, were those real? Or were those gummy worms? I said, no, nah, those were real, man. I said, don't go home and try this because that's the last thing I want your parents coming back saying, the yeah. guest speaker told us about, you know, trying these worms. I said, no, do not try them. I'm telling you. And I and I always used to tell them, I said, do not go home and throw your brother up against the wall, think he's going to come back, and then you clothesline him. Do not do these things. This stuff is real. It's, it's, it's choreographed, but you could really get hurt. And uh, I always used to put that in there before I left my speech. So I ain't want nobody coming back talking about, my uh, my son said it was okay for him to jump off the bunk bed and you know <laughs> clothesline his brother. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never say it, but let's be honest, brothers doing it anyway. I know it's oh, two brothers. <laughs> that, but that's that, that's that's how I, I used to practice on my younger brother. He's exactly. eleven years younger than me. I used to <laughs> jump off the bunk bed and uh, practice on him. You know, uh, 
my poor middle brother is uh, seven years younger than me, and I'm six foot five, and he's five eight. Okay. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> it was rough for him growing up. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> he, he had a lot of choke slams growing up. <laughs> but it was a, uh, it was, it was, it's fun regardless. But again, don't try it at home, kids, and say yeah, no to yeah, worms. Please. Yeah, please. Yeah, say no to worms. Yes, please do. Chris, I I can't, I can't thank you enough for uh, joining us on the uh, show this week. We uh, we appreciate it. No, I appreciate you guys, man. Absolutely. Appreciate uh, you guys. Do you have anything you want to plug real quick? Uh, any any particular website you want to direct people to, or anything like that you want to make sure people can find? Oh, hey, uh, Chris Hollyfield on on Instagram, Chris Hollyfield on Facebook. Um, uh, you'll see, you'll start seeing a lot. Oh, uh, the Got Respect Tour on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, go to Chris Hollyfield on Facebook. Got Respect Tour on Facebook, and go to Chris Hollyfield on Instagram. And you know, stay in touch. God bless. Stay safe from the COVID. And um, other than that, man, I appreciate you guys for allowing me to take up some of your time and um, have this conversation because I, I immensely appreciate it. And y'all keep doing what you do. And until next time, same bad time, same bad channel. I'm the little boogeyman, <laughs> and I'm coming to get you. Thank you so much, Chris. So much. Chris. Thank you. Thanks. God bless. Thanks. Oh, man. Uh, that, that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Oh, man. Little Boogeyman. Chris Hollyfield, what a nice guy. Couldn't be nicer. Um, yeah. You remember, like, he's a Chris Hollyfield on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, the get, uh, Got Respect. Is it Got Respect? Is that what he said? Yes. Got Respect Tour uh, on Facebook. Make sure you stay in touch with that. Uh, just what a nice guy, and he's got so many stories that you wouldn't, you know, think of. Just off, yeah, the yeah. But he had, but, yeah. Rock, he had a story about Ric Flair. He had a story about Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the first segment you do in wrestling, and you're hanging out with, you're doing a segment with The Rock. The rock, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it doesn't get bigger than that. I mean, yeah, at that, at that era, you know. I feel like there's really only two people who have debuted in the WWF and immediately gone to The Rock, and that's Chris Hollyfield and Chris Jericho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's worked out pretty good. But, uh, yeah, uh, what a nice guy. Super, super awesome uh, to talk to. Just it's one, of the, it's one of these fun things that, like, you know, just kind of we, we happen to get lucky and, uh, and get to talk to him. Yeah. So yeah. I think he has a really positive message to the anti-bullying campaign. Um, you know, so WWE has their own thing they've been doing with that for years. But, I mean, they don't have a corner on the market that's that's bullying exists all over the world in every facet yeah. of life. So, you know, the more people can do to support other people and make them feel heard and and like they're not alone in a world that is, can be very, very cruel sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the more you can do, like he said, he walks through me, he just tries to make those kids light up when he's talking to him and stuff. And I think that's awesome. That's a great way to, to use your time. Absolutely. Um, and I, I know we don't want to really review the week, but, so much. I, but raw underground. <laughs> Dave, the first rule is we don't talk about raw underground. Um, you, you, you first on this, I got my thoughts and then, but I, I'm, I want to hear what you have to say. All right. I'm, I'm going to keep it relatively quickly just because I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I wish we had like a, a counter we could put on the screen so that people could see like a timer, you know what I mean? Like they do on uh, the sports shows. Um, but for next week, maybe. okay, deal. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to keep it short. Um, raw underground. I was intrigued when they said it was coming. Just because, you know, hey, what is it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, then it got here. And um, 
first of all, they announced it for 10 p.m. and it didn't start at 10 p.m., which I thought was silly. Um, and then uh, it just seemed like random vignettes uh, that really served no actual purpose. It was just kind of badly choreographed MMA. Um, who, who was the big guy at first that looked really impressive? Because I thought, I like, oh, his name. He's a newer guy. Um, was he the former NFL guy or whatever he was? Or I think that's who it is. Yeah, I could be wrong. Because um, I was like, okay, okay, they're they're building up to something with this guy. I thought like he's just gonna be the people all night. I mean, watching it, I felt like there was the. I felt like there was the opportunity for something to happen with this. This is it's a different format. It looks different. It feels different. Um, I feel like maybe this is a way to really kind of give some superstars a different light to shine in. Um, I think it could help in some ways. I don't think this week was a good representation of that. No, it, it kind of felt like, I mean, like, like we're just going to do this all of a sudden. Cause I, cause I mean, they haven't talked about this in previous weeks, right? They just kind of said, I'm aware of, no, here's Shane McMahon, somebody you got sick and tired of uh, back a few months ago. Because we 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 you know he was on TV too much. Now all of a sudden he's back. It's a ratings killer. Um, first segment I thought was cool, with right. um, you know you know with the first guy. Uh, but then all of a sudden you know you go back later and then Dolph Ziggler's fighting a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like what happened? I'm fine with the idea of using some of these guys uh, outside of the context of a traditional wrestling ring and this that and the other thing. Um, there's guys I think that would really really benefit from it. Uh, or that could could I guess what's the thing word I'm looking for that could really thrive in that kind of environment. Um, I think you if guys you watch, may not know had that kind of background. Like if Jason Jordan wasn't injured. Well, well, if you watch NXT, even um, like if Carrion uh, Cross, uh, um, oh. Timothy Thatcher, yes, uh, Tony Lorcan, Danny Birch, uh, guys like that. I mean Walter, I feel like could have a pretty impressive showing in something like that. Oh. Oh. Sort of physical and aggressive, I feel like could have a yeah. really that but i also feel like it could be used as a way to add a add a layer of legitimacy or like tough like tough guy something you know a uh, veneer to people maybe we haven't seen have that for a while you know what i mean maybe they've been booked pretty poorly they've looked pretty weak maybe this is a way to kind of restart them make them look like badasses and then kind of rehab them a little bit so you take them a little more seriously um yeah, yeah i think um, potential in this but week one was not it no and i think they killed the potential because at the end you had um uh, sheldon benjamin and um uh, bobby lashley you know an mvp just come in and beat everybody up or whoever was there and it was kind of like okay well this underground thing's just pointless because you just had three wrestlers come in and throw yeah, some guys anyway we was wrestlers so, I mean, it's not like that wasn't the point. I mean, the point was the wrestler. And, I mean, Shelton Benjamin with his, his background, um, Bobby Lashley with his background. I mean, you're not talking about, you know, this isn't – this wasn't um, um, uh, Lucha House Party that walked in and started oh, ruining okay. okay, you do make a good point there. But it just kind of felt like they crammed as much in one episode. Oh, without, without a doubt. Without a doubt. They, you know, they, we have a five-pound bag, and we're going to stick in 10 pounds right now. Yeah. Yeah, agreed with that. Hey, Bob, uh, by, by the way, there's reports. Ringsizenews.com uh, is reporting that this idea may have been st a stolen idea. Surprise! Oh, from uh, Detroit. a Detroit area indie ground called Sanctuary Fight Club that apparently has a similar look to the so, Raw Underground, uh, including dancing girls, including the dancing girls. The guys who wrestled for Chikara seem to be familiar with this when it came on, and they were pretty upset. Um, 
I say from Jakara. I think now Jakara is pretty much defunct at this point. Yeah, yeah, they don't exist anymore. It's uh, the wrestler accusations. Um, but yeah, this definitely, but you know, people said that and they said, oh, it's a stolen idea. And my logic was this I was like, I hate, I hate to be this guy. Almost nobody is doing anything completely original in wrestling. No. Um, almost every idea is a ripoff of another idea. Every move is a ripoff of somebody else's move. Every, you know, it's, it's, that's kind of how this is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It still sucks for the guys who created this and they didn't get the kind of credit that they deserve for it. Um, and from what I understand, they apparently did it better. But now if that thing is still a thing, I, I'm not sure. Is the original version of it still a thing or is it gone already? Uh, I have to look or maybe with COVID it's not happening right now. Right. Um, but, I mean, maybe, maybe, but maybe it existed. You know, with the, but the, the setup was similar. I, I didn't dive completely into the story, but it's just, you know. I mean, if, if, if they're still existing, maybe this is a time to try and capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, if they're not in existence anymore, then I, I hate to be. I kind of hate to be this guy, but if they're not in existence anymore, and it's not due to COVID, because COVID's not, you know, th- that screwed a lot of people as far as yeah. jobs and whatnot. But if they, if it just kind of w- went by the wayside beforehand, well, then maybe it wasn't the idea you thought it was, or it wasn't, you know, you know, as a huge thing as, as you wanted it to be. I don't know. I didn't see it. I can't really pass judgment on the original. I can say that Raw Underground, if Raw Underground ripped off somebody else and that's what they came up with, then that's a really poor representation because <laughs> I can't imagine that the original was that. So I would like to find the original and watch it. In fact, if anybody has the, the links to any of those or anything like that, by all means, send them to us. I'd like to check it out so I can make a direct comparison between that and this. Yeah. Uh, something, something tells me it's just going to make me dislike Raw Underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you don't watch that. Maybe just, just no, I want to see. I want to see. <laughs> I also want to take a look at what WWE does the same or similar, and I want to see what they do differently at the same time. Yeah, um, it's almost like who does it best. It's like, well, somebody else this. AEW brought in Eric Bischoff, and they, they did this or whatever. Um, it's like better than TNA Forever had the six-sided ring. You know how many indie promotions started using six-sided rings after that? I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, people, people take ideas. It's what they do. Um, WWE, unfortunately, has the platform to say, you know, if, if – you don't own that idea, you know, then they can take it and put it on their TV and more people are going to know about it through them. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, well, it had a different name. Obviously they were going to call it the, you know, the Detroit fight club or whatever it was. Yeah. But, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, do we need more Shane O'Mac? I mean, can't they have somebody else post this? It just seems like it's a desperate ploy. It's after. No, Dave, because you know, when ratings are in trouble, we always call the McMahon's. That's what we always do. Um, <sighs> at this point, at this point, I think you're limited in your options. You, you say call somebody else. Who are we going to call? You can't get a lot of people cover, cleared to travel right now to do things. Yeah. There's all these tests you have to do. I mean, no, you really honestly may not be able to get somebody else to do it right now. Um, true. So I, I don't know what that is. I mean, Shane McMahon, I don't care. He's been off TV for about a year. Doesn't really phase me much. Um, it really doesn't feel like that long, but apparently it's been about that long. It's really been a year. No, it was uh, beginning of SmackDown. So holy crap, that was uh, almost a year. September when they put when they were, or it was October when they were on uh, Fox for the first time. Yeah, wow, yep. ten months. Uh, one other news thing that doesn't really deal with wrestling directly, but um, The Rock and XFL. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Um, apparently, it, when you... it's been approved. So has it because there's a lawsuit against it now. Oh, there's now okay because I, I, I saw a story it was approved, so now it's not because he got a female owner too. Which Unless, I think is well, the rock, the female owner is the Rock's ex-wife. Oh, yeah, it's the Rock, uh, the Rock's ex-wife, and uh, I think her name's Danny. 
and uh is it redbird capital or something like that that's the other company or what or something like yes that. yeah um and from what i understand the debtors of the xfl are filing or suing or something to try to prevent this sale because they said that 15 million dollars is way too low and they're not going to get the money they owe, they're owed from the debt uh based on that sale it's interesting because i know the uh, the courts earlier the bankruptcy court ruled that the cat you know the purchase was approved so but well, maybe, and maybe that throws it out i don't know i i, I don't i'm not sure yeah, I, mean, I, I mean that is the bankruptcy court so i, I don't I, yeah i don't know i don't know the legalese if uh, somebody for, knows for me personally I, I think if you if you're smart you let the rock do it because maybe then you stand a chance of getting the money at some point maybe you work out some kind of deal yeah to, uh, but I, I, you're gonna get more probably him doing it than it not happening i will say this i like the idea of the rock running it it's it's He's he's played football. He's a fresh mind doing this sort of thing. Um, I ballers. think he huh? <laughs> the ballers in the back. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but I also our own Rod Fitzwell had a really good idea on uh, FM ninety nine on the sports uh, report uh, yesterday, day before. He talked about this sale and he said that it's a great idea, but one thing needs to change. One guy can't own it. He said the the Rock needs to bring in owners for the teams. Each team needs to be owned by somebody else. You know, yeah. like the NFL does, but that's really the only way this is going to work because one person just can't foot the bill for this, can't be responsible for this. Um, and he talked about, I mean, he, we're listing off people The Rock knows that could own teams. I mean, The Rock himself, uh, you know, you've got um, Kevin Hart could end up owning a team. Vin Diesel could end up owning a team. You know, it's, I mean, there's well, tons of rivalry. Yeah. yeah, there's tons <laughs> of celebrities that, that The Rock is friends with, big, powerful celebrities that could end up owning a team or something like that, or at least partly owning a team and kind of divide this up, you know? So I think that would be a smart way to go about it, but I'm interested at the very least the XFL is just the XFL is the impact wrestling of football. It just refuses to die. You need a six sided field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, we got, we got about 90 seconds uh, before we got to yeah, wrap, gotta wrap it up here. So, uh, uh, other than that, uh, I'll just say this. If you haven't already watched the John Moxley Darby Allen match from uh, AEW, the world title match, very, very good. Go check it out. Um, but the Adam, that, the Adam Cole thing, we now know it's a, it's an angle. It was a setup two weeks ago. I it might be, but it is for sure now. Yeah. Um, I don't care about Pat McAfee, but I'll tell you this. I like Adam Cole, and I'm waiting. I, I am interested in seeing him super kick the face off of Pat McAfee. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, this is not Adam. People are like, oh, I can't believe uh, Pat beat up Adam. Uh, you have to set it up. To get to the payoff, because there's no right. point of Adam just beating him up. With you know? one with one punt, Adam Cole became the biggest baby face on NXT. Yeah. So, in any yeah. event. All right, we gotta wrap it up. We gotta get out of here. This is the uh, podcast repeat. Make sure you join us next week. Do you have yes, anything? It's the SummerSlam preview preview show. Oh, the preview <laughs> preview show. All right, so there you go. Uh make sure you follow us Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99. You can find email us ESPR at FM99.com. Questions, comments, concerns, we want to know. Uh you can also stay in touch with us. Uh, lots of different ways Dan ran, Dan ran away, Dave ran away and uh, make sure you follow us on your podcasting apps uh, just search ESPR Wrestling click, click that subscribe button give us a 5 star rating and review and until next week remember to eat, sleep, podcast and repeat <laughs>